This will be our next to the last session on the book of Philippians. It's been an amazing journey. Let's see the last verses, and then next time we'll do one closing summary of the whole book. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. has a finality to it, doesn't it? Paul dies not long after this. Father, I pray that we would feel some of what Paul is trying to get across here and that we would apply it to our own relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. This is plural in the Greek. He's telling some group to greet every saint. And probably it's this group here back in chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. So he's including the elders, the overseers, and the deacons in his address so that there's somebody to talk to here when he says, greet every saint. And greet, what is, it, what is a greeting? What's the point of a greeting? Why, why do most of Paul's letters have some greetings in them? Um, the central or most important Greek lexicon uses the phrase hospitable recognition. That's good. It's a hospitable way of saying, I see that you're there. I know that you're there. I'm glad that you're there and you matter to me. If you walk by somebody and don't pay any attention to them, it feels as though you say, you don't matter to me. You're not significant to me. But if you go out of the way to greet somebody, you are affirming that they exist, that you know they exist, that you're glad they exist, and that they matter to you. And Paul wants that to be the case among all Christians. So, greet every saint. He could have said, greet all the saints. He is going to say here, all the saints greet you in a kind of collective way who probably knew that this letter was being written and they gave him a collective, yes, tell them we said hello. But here he's saying, greet each one. Greet every saint. Individuals matter. We want every saint in Philippi. We know particular people in Philippi. We want everyone, every one of them to know that they are precious to us. They matter to us. And there's no favoritism, right? This letter is real big on unity, and every one of them should be included in this individual personal greeting. And they're called saints. This is Paul's default name for Christians. It's his most common designation for Christians at the beginning and the end of his letters. Why is that? Isn't it remarkable that, and, and another way to say it would be holy ones, holy ones. Isn't it remarkable that Paul chooses to highlight for the identity of Christians that they are holy. They are holy in the sense that in Christ Jesus, which is the crucial qualifier of our holiness, in Christ Jesus, we are uh, positionally 
holy. And that, in two sentences, I suppose, set apart as God's own. God chooses us and sets us apart. They are my consecrated people. And uh, positionally in the sense that we really are in Christ holy. We're counted as perfect in Christ Jesus. And we really are becoming holy. What I meant here was we really are counted perfect in Christ Jesus because of our union with him, like justification, we are counted to be perfectly holy. But in Christ Jesus, we are also receiving the power to become more and more holy. So Paul's favorite uh, name for Christians is one that calls attention to our position in Christ as set apart. That's the basic meaning of holy and counted as holy and becoming holy. That should really impress us for who we are in Paul's mind. The brothers who are with me greet you. So this greeting is not just coming from Paul. It's coming from all the brothers, and Paul wants to establish a, a unity between the churches in this way. All the saints, he goes beyond uh, any particular group of brothers or only brothers and not sisters, and says, all the saints greet you. Especially, in other words, there's no, there's no pocket of disapproval here. Like some of the saints like you and some don't. All the saints greet you especially those of Caesar's household. Why that? You remember that back in chapter 1, he said in 12, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. This imperial guard is Caesar's place. And so he's encouraging them by saying, my imprisonment in this imperial place has resulted in salvation. And those converts are joining in the greeting across the Roman Empire. So take heart, even though I'm in prison, the fruit of it is coming your way through these greetings. And then finally, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And I think I pointed out at the very beginning that Paul ends every one of his letters with grace be with you. And he begins every one of his letters with grace to you. No exceptions. All 13 letters have graced to you at the beginning, chapter 1, verse 2, and they have grace be with you at the end. And I suggested then, and I'll suggest now in closing, that the reason for that is that when he comes into writing a letter and they walk with him through the letter, grace is coming to them through this letter. So grace is coming down takes a form in this inspired writing, and it goes to them as they listen. And when the letter comes to an end, they go back into the world, 
and grace goes with them. That's what he's saying. The grace of the Lord Jesus is going to go with you as you leave this room where you've heard the reading of this letter. Take heart. And I think the word spirit here is used and not just with you, period, but with your spirit, perhaps, I'm not sure, but I'll make a suggestion. It's the spirit in man, not the the flesh or the body that can receive, be conscious of, and trust in this grace. Now, our bodies need grace. Without the grace of God, our bodies would die immediately. We don't deserve life. And only undeserved favor, which is what grace is, undeserved favor is needed for our minds and our bodies. But it's the spirit in man who perceives, is conscious of, loves, depends upon, cherishes this grace. And that's what he's commending them to. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit so that you may know it, be conscious of it, savor it, live in it, and go your way in the power of it, fulfilling all the commands of this letter and showing all the glories of this letter by reliance upon God's grace so that in everything God gets the glory. So he sends them on their way with grace. And he said last time, God is going to be glorified through them. And this is, this is the way it's going to happen. If their spirits deeply rely upon this grace for the fulfillment of everything in this letter, then God will be glorified. So next time we'll... We'll step back and summarize the whole book.